0: Welcome back to your Daily Dose, I'm Bob Codges. As human beings, we all say and do things that we regret. It's true for me, it's true for Nick, it's true for you. But what happens when the world decides to cancel you because of your mistake? Today Nick and I talk about cancel culture, and that time in college when Nick was shunned for publishing a super offensive metaphor in a school paper. Yet another of a thousand stories that demonstrate how gracefully and frequently we have stumbled on our path to the utter perfection that is your daily dose. Enjoy. Before cancel
1: culture, did you ever, I was thinking about this recently, did you ever write anything or do anything? And I'm not talking about like using certain words or like as a kid. Yeah. yeah. Um, I was thinking about this in context of uh, when I was at college in 96 at UCF. Mm-hmm. And I wrote, I, I wanted to be a journalist at the time, so I tried to get in at Central Florida Future, and I volunteered at WUCF, and that's what led yeah. me to doing the radio and all that stuff. But I didn't necessarily want to write stories and like do the research. I wrote to do an opinion piece, mm-hmm. an essay in the Central Florida Future, and it was about the election. So Dole and Clinton, it was about the presidential election. Ooh. And it was the first time I was really aware enough about presidential elections that I saw that Dole became the candidate and then he changed everything that he stood for so that he could align with the party. Right. Then my opinion, like <laughs> I, I, this is how I saw it right. as, you know, Dole, however he was or however, what kind of person he really was, he seemed like a straightforward guy from Kansas, right? Like. You don't get any more straightforward than that. Yeah, And then really had a lot of people around him do questionable things that he had to kind of massage himself into. So I wrote a story that I do regret now, or at least I, I wrote, I, I tried to come up with an analogy that I thought was kind of shocking. Mm. And it was right after the crash of Value Jet, I think it was 592 in the Everglades. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so I compared his campaign to that crash.
0: Ooh, ouch! Yeah, and
1: <laughs> I was trying to be clever. I was trying to be evocative. I was trying to be provocative. Yeah. I, you know all of these things, because what happened is uh, in the crash, what they found was the uh, there was a bunch of um, cans of uh, oxygen, yeah, stuff yeah. that wasn't stored correctly that started banging around. And caused it uh, an explosion, uh, all the other stuff that happened, and then it crashed. And I compared the canisters to Newt Gingrich and the other, these inciters within the Republican Party that were, you know, doing stuff so that they were all off message and they couldn't get their stuff together. It sounds like a brilliant metaphor. But I wasn't taking into account there were lives lost. Right. There were people on that flight. There was families and survivors and... All this other stuff. So I was like, "That's the thing. I deserve to get canceled
0: for." Yeah. Did you feel it at the time? Did you feel? Did you feel like I I screwed up and I deserved this? I,
1: no. I thought I was being super clever. I was twenty. It was twenty something years ago. Twenty
0: four years ago. You was, were being super clever. This is the uh, thing. But context is is everything. Is, yeah. I had a, I had a friend share a picture. Uh, it, this this is. Incredibly offensive, and also brilliantly creative. Uh, he showed a picture of uh, former President Barack Obama in the classic hope poster. You know, it's the the uh, muted color scheme, yeah. kind of a art. Um, became super famous in two thousand eight, right. a- yeah. and and replaced the picture of the former president with one of him hanging uh, from a rope, and he changed the word hope into rope, and then wrote. Hashtag change with the word hang in all caps in the middle of that word. Now, that's so horribly offensive And I made sure that he knew that it was offensive and reported him and actually literally unfriended the human being who posted it but there was a cleverness to this if you looked at it as a commentary on the current administration actually treating the hope that Obama had stimulated in this way oh, this was a recent thing so this was this was two weeks ago oh wow uh, and yeah and it was it was a horrible image it was a def- offensive image yeah but there was an idea behind it that had a certain cleverness to it but it's one of those situations where I think you were in a similar situation not as as horribly offensive but but still offensive that the the bigger issue uh, was the, the thing that you were comparing it to. The metaphor itself was, it was a hard metaphor. Yeah. But now you look back on it and you know you know that it was the wrong thing. It was the wrong thing. It obviously wasn't as clever as I thought
1: it was because everything seems clever when you're 20-something. Yeah. Or when you refuse to look at context, right? You're only looking to provoke you're only looking to be clever right. uh,
0: but you're not looking at results. I think they call that an untoward reaction, right? In drugs an untoward reaction is an unexpected uh, byproduct of yeah. the drug itself. Your your intention with the piece was to make a very clear metaphor that people could understand the, the tragic nature of the administration and as well as you know the tragic nature of the, the flight but Still, it you know it was one of those examples that you couldn't use. That, yeah. I mean th- that probably shouldn't have been used. But the other side of it is this: when people screw up like that, when they make a mistake like that, um, I'm not seeing a lot of forgiveness. If w- even when they say, "Ah, that was wrong. I I should have done better," you know, I'm seeing I'm seeing a lot of people being more vindictive and hurtful. You know, I look at um, there were a couple of local
1: examples here in Orlando. Uh, recently, of cancel culture, yeah, and one of them was a an owner of a business, and they realized uh, somebody found old tweets, but they weren't that old. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the thing: is if it was from twenty years ago, well, twenty because I don't remember how old yeah, Twitter is, but right. ten years ago, right? And the person has tried to do better versus what it what happened in, in this case was, and the person admitted to this. She, they said they were. Uh, They were very much a troll. They were very much trying to be funny. They were very much trying to do stuff to be what they thought was provocative, but turned out to be just jerky (laughs) um, on Twitter. And it lasted up to 2018. So it was recent. Yeah, The person got the backlash, realized what they had done, closed the business down, apologized. And I don't know what's going to happen to them, but... I kind of, in a way, I admire that versus the person who fights. Yeah. The person who says, "Well, I was I was younger. Why think about that when you could be thinking about this other thing that I'm owning it?" Yeah, that's
0: something, right? I I feel like we can't we can't start to heal and fix things if we don't own the truth of of what we've done and who we are. Uh, I'm coming to grips with that myself, actually, and I don't think I've done anything that makes me cancelable. Yet, (laughs) I hope I haven't. But, but I know I've done some things that I'm not proud of, and some things that I that I would choose not to do again. Yeah. Uh, And uh, I think we're all learning. Uh, The question is whether whether we feel that people are redeemable. I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm willing to work really hard for somebody who's redeemable. But you know, the concept of a troll, um, that that strikes me as a person who doesn't. They don't. They care about what they care about. And their, their goal is their goal and it's kind of my goal is irrelevant and I want to be in a society where people care about my goals too mm-hmm. we got to share this stuff share the airwaves share waves <laughs> thanks for listening
1: this is Nick I'm not the only person who is anxious about getting called out for something I post the potential of getting canceled affects what I say what I like what I share But the exercise of looking back and finding the things you actually regret helps with that apprehension. It did for me at least, because it turned out I had to wade through some good decisions to find the bad ones. Try it yourself and you'll probably be in the same boat.